this seems a lot more intimidating than it actually is. We're breaking down a couple of different things that you need to know tech-wise. Welcome to Purposeful Podcasting. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is meant to share how we and other entrepreneurs bring together purpose and passion to leverage profit in our businesses. We are shining a light on adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Purposeful Podcasting. Hi, I'm Wendy, and I'm here with... Crystal. <laughs> and today we're talking about a subject that I will say is near and dear, I believe, to Crystal's heart and actually sends shivers up my spine. We are talking about technology and it's actually specifically podcast technology. When a lot of people are asked who have expressed interest in starting a podcast, why not? Technology is one of the top reasons. It's just, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what's going on. So we're going to dig into a little bit about why is tech perceived to be so hard? And also to just give a little bit of tips about how to overcome that. I am going to quickly pass the tech ball <laughs> to Crystal <laughs> to get us kicked off here. I think that you're right. It is near and dear to my heart, but I will say, I have to admit that when we first did our very first podcast, it was really overwhelming to me as well, because I actually thought it was going to be a lot more difficult than it actually turned out to be. So that's my first disclaimer for everybody is that this seems a lot more intimidating than it actually is. We're breaking down a couple of different things that you need to know tech-wise, starting with technical knowledge. Well, what the heck does that mean? You need to know how to record your audio. You need to have editing skills. You need to know how to use a podcast hosting platform. And then you need to understand how to distribute your podcast on various platforms. What the heck do you, are you talking about? I think just saying that sounds scary and overwhelming to a lot of you. And it seems challenging to master. How do you overcome that? One, keep your software needs really simple to start, both in our business, Serendipitous Rebel, for this podcast, as well as what we teach in our Purposeful Podcasting Bootcamp. We use Audacity to record and edit our software. Really, really easy to use, easy to learn, great tips and tricks on how to do very specific things in Audacity to edit your podcast. It's really user-friendly and intuitive. The bottom line is you don't need hours and hours of courses to get the basics down. To distribute our podcast, we use Captivate for the exact same reason. We use Captivate to distribute our podcast to all the various platforms. It will automatically distribute to Apple, to Spotify, to Google, to Amazon. It's so cool. I think it's so cool to be able to say, Alexa, play purposeful podcasting. And it shows up on my Alexa app. That's not because of anything magical that I did. It's all because we use software that pushes that out for us. Again, really easy to get set up, very user-friendly to walk through, great customer support, and so much of what you need to do, you can easily walk through via that platform. Aside from tech software, you need a couple of other things. 
Wendy. I'll let you take this one away. I will say that I do underestimate myself a bit in previous iterations, have used Audacity, have used Captivate, and found both of those softwares to be very user-friendly, even for the Luddites of the world. (laughs) So, Or for the beginners, or the beginners, or the exactly. So what equipment do you have to come into this with? I have seen podcasters who do a little bit of behind the scenes that have these mixing boards and all sorts of incredibly crazy, in my opinion, crazy stuff that Mm -hmm. looks really expensive. And even more than that, really super difficult to try to comprehend. And I have Mm -hmm. to say, you need a microphone. Now, Mm -hmm. I have done recordings on my iPhone and used the microphone in the iPhone. I have progressed a little bit, as I think you have as well, and have a microphone that is professional quality. I think you need a quality microphone, and I think that's kind of it. And you need a room, a space that doesn't have a lot of echoes. People Mm -hmm. record in their closets. People record Mm -hmm. where there's carpeting on the floor and something on the windows. Actually, I remember recording when we were moving and I put two mattresses on either side. That's brilliant. And it really cut down. So it's just knowing your surroundings and having a really good microphone. A quality microphone is about $100 on Amazon. And I would suggest Mm -hmm. that you look at in our purposeful podcasting guide, and the link is in the show notes, we have a list of microphones that we use. We choose a different one. You scale your microphone and your equipment as you scale your podcast. There's other Mm -hmm. things you can add. I think there's a screen or a filter, but you know what? To get yourself going and to start, the content that you put out is what ultimately is the most important thing. You don't need a super fancy, super expensive mixer and this or that a good quality microphone, and you're good to go. At least that's what I think. (laughs) I think that too. I think that quality content trumps quality equipment every day, all day. I was going to say, there is the other quality (laughs) that you're going to talk about. Kind of leads into what you need is good production quality. Now, what does that mean? Now, like Wendy said, you don't need the fanciest, most expensive microphone. You don't need to rent a podcast studio. They're available. It's options out there. What you do need is the high quality audio and production because quite frankly, it's expected by your listeners. And it can be difficult to achieve if you are not conscious about it. So what do you do? Again, it's really easily achieved with just minor editing tweaks behind the scene. Edit out your ums and your other speaking ticks and filler words that we all use. All of us have a thing. All of us have them. Wendy's pointing at herself. I'm pointing at myself right now. All of us say, um, but, um, like, well, you know, you know, know. (laughs) oh, I can't agree more. You know, it just, all of us have that filler word that we put in, in place as we're trying to scramble and come up with our thought. Some of those are okay. When is it not okay? It's not okay when it becomes distracting to your audience. And when it takes away from the message of your content, again, good content, most important part of all of this, 
background noises, pop sounds, things like that can be very easily ignored if you have good content that's not being distracted by those other filler words or background sounds. How else can you increase your production quality? Hire somebody to mix your intro and outro. I know that there are a lot of platforms out there where you can purchase rights to music. You can mix it yourself. Do yourself a favor. Save yourself a lot of time, headache, and heartache from going down the rabbit hole of different sound options on Audio Jungle. Hire somebody from Upwork or Fiverr even, or reach out to your network and ask who is doing this and find somebody who can create an original sound for you that matches your vibe, exactly what it is that you're going for, that can also match the music and cadence to your speaking pattern in the intro and outro. A lot of people don't take that into account and realize that in the serendipitous rebel intro and outro, our speed up and slow down of our music is actually matched to the cadence and pauses of our intro and outro. And a shout out to Lindsay McCarger, who did our intro and outro. She did a beautiful job with it. In the grand scheme of things, it was not an overly expensive thing to take on to have that done, but it sounds so much professional and such a better quality than if we had tried to mix something ourselves, because I'm not an audio mixer oh, <laughs> or a sound engineer. Oh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> like Wendy said, you can't underestimate the power of a good microphone just to make you sound more professional. It takes away a lot of those pop noises or those or echoes or reverbs or things like that. And then just make sure you can outline your content and your scripts beforehand because then you know where you're going and your message doesn't get lost in the sauce. Again, it gives your podcast some more professional feel because people at the end of the day are exchanging their time to listen to you. And we want to make sure that's worth our while. I listened to a podcast that's supposed to be really highly rated this morning that quite frankly was awful content wise because the podcasters was all over the place. It was really distracting. She'd go off on a weird tangent. She'd bring it back sort of, but really kind of missed the point. She had like 10 launch ideas she was supposed to go through. I don't even think she hit all 10 in her podcast episode. It was really confusing. Really outline your content scripts, know where you're going with it, show up prepared. It's the very least you can do for your listeners, I think. Oh, you're going to so, have to tell me what podcast not to listen to later. I'm still going to give it another shot, but I was a little mildly annoyed this morning. <laughs> How long do you think it takes to create a successful podcast? That is such a magic question. I don't think that people understand that it's not just the time of the actual recording. Just sit down, record a podcast, that's it. And I think one of the things that people really underestimate is how much time is required. Because creating a successful podcast takes time and effort. And that comes in the planning, the recording, the editing, the distribution. So I'm not here to scare anyone away from this, but especially in the beginning, you can expect for a typical length podcast, say it would ultimately take you about three hours to record, edit, blog, repurpose on social media, and distribute a podcast episode. Now, in the scheme mm -hmm. of things, if you're doing one episode a week, you can put it into perspective. And I would say that the three hours is about, I think it's about like a 30-minute episode. It mm -hmm. is about how that ratio works. It's a matter of 
blocking the time and saving the time to do this. A couple things that we do that really helps us in this process is we batch our episodes. We're not actually doing one episode a week. We try to batch our episodes. And I got to tell you, for sanity purposes alone, it is so worth it. Anyway, so if you can sit down and do a few episodes at any given time, and sometimes actually that means you say one day do the research and the scripting or whatever it is, the next day you do the recording, it can be broken down, but definitely batching your work is really important in terms of time management. When you start a season or start a podcast, You really want to have a certain number of episodes. Actually, when you're starting a podcast, you really want to have four episodes ready to go. You want to run with four episodes because that way you can upload them in, I think it's Apple that has a minimum number, but still it gives people an opportunity to binge you and then catch you the next week. It's a really good from a marketing standpoint, not to mention we all want to be on Apple, don't we? Yes. Yes. So delay whatever your launch, whether it's your podcast or your season, until you have a number of episodes that you can front load. And that will definitely make your life easier as you go through. Because that way, as you're responding to posts and promoting on social media, you have enough episodes that you're never scrambling. I think we scrambled at the very beginning and it was not pretty. So this is actually real world Mm -hmm. advice here. (laughs) And I think that the really the key thing here is delegate and hire out when and where you can. We record our content and blog, but we have a VA who does the editing and the transcribing of our episodes and a social media manager who takes care of our newsletters and repurposing our content. And yes, shout out. Let's give a shout out to Suzette and the Girl Boss Agency. Yay. (laughs) Really, the ability to have individuals who we trust to outsource really is a game changer. And we also leverage using programs such as repurpose.io and Capshow that helps us to repurpose our content to various platforms, which is also, I think, a huge game changer. You don't have to rush and start off by doing everything all at once. Take little pieces of this as you can, as it's within your resources to do, and just have it down in your mind that down the road, you want to be able to really maximize your time commitment and focusing really on content and recording. I agree because while tech is an essential part of this whole process, guys, it's not near as difficult as coming up with the content. And the thing about it is, is that we know so many of you have the content in you because we hear it all the time. I really want to start a podcast about X, Y, Z, but they're letting these things like how to produce it with the quality. What's the time commitment? What software do I use? What tech equipment? They're letting all of those things hold them back. And we're just here to encourage you not to do that. As long as you practice and you have the right resources, we all have to start somewhere. And 
Quite frankly, the more you do this, the better you'll get at it. Wendy mentioned earlier, we have a free guide, the Purposeful Podcasting Guide, which the link is in the show notes. But if you're looking for a little bit more accountability, a little bit more help, a little bit more handholding with all of this tech stuff and the content and all of the things to launch your podcast, you're going to want to check out our Purposeful Podcasting Bootcamp. The link for that is in the show notes. You're going to want to jump on the wait list today because there will be a bonus for wait list members. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Bye! Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about purposeful podcasting on our website, at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media.